Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the Tapeworms Podcast. I'm Tony Tapeworm. We got the reoccurring guest with us today, Freddie Soltero. Thank you for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. We got Ramon. Howdy do. And Caesar Here. And we're <laughs> here, live from Tapeworm Studios, ready for another episode. Super Bowl was tough. It was tough to watch, especially wrecked. everyone else. No, <laughs> literally everyone else, man. I was rooting for the Chiefs, and then Suze and I were just quietly rooting for the Niners, and I had a terrible hemorrhoid, like the size of a grape <laughs> in my ass, and so it was just like, it was so bad. I was bleeding. It was like... Is Suze actually a Niners fan, or is she a Niners fan the way you are? Oh, shit. It's just man, a- we're both Niners fans. So she's also a Raiders fan? She, and I mean, the Rams or something. She's not. She's not super into sports, but she she's usually whatever I'm, I'm into. She'll like try to follow it, like like lacrosse or whatever. It's she sort of just takes my lead. Um, but yeah, that was a tough game. Thanks again, Freddie, for hosting that that. Uh, oh, of course, man. It was a great time. Mm-hmm. And plenty of we food at the tower. Huh? Oh yeah, dude. The fucking. The the White Claw Tower. Yeah, so I think our order was we had three uh, pizzas, three large pizzas. We had wings. You got that was a fifty piece, fifty wings. We got like a few bags of chips, and then however twenty four White Claws. Yeah, dude, there was nothing left, man. Like we killed it. It was what it was about. Us and Eric and Sue's. That's about six, seven people. (laughs) There was so much extra too, but yeah. It was a that's that's how it should be on Super Bowl. It's just not only a celebration of football, but a celebration of food. And wouldn't it be what else wouldn't be better than more football? I know Freddie, you were talking about the XFL. Yeah, I was actually really excited excited about it. I, mean, I don't know if you guys tuned in to watch it yesterday, but um, I like the I like the pace of the game, man. There's no bullshit time wasting, no time stoppage. It's more fast pace, and I mean like the hits are harder, man. There's no none of these um. You know, flags being thrown for a hard tackle like you see in the NFL. Where where do the Wildcats play? Uh, they their their first game was in Houston, and then next week's their home opener. They're playing in a uh, Dignity Health, mm. or where's that? StubHub StubHub, as it used to be called. Where's uh, that? Right That's here in Carson. Oh, Carson, right? okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 I know. That's fun. So we got a we got our own LA team. Yeah, the, LA I mean, the, XX, the XFL has been around for a very long time, right? No, it was. This is a reboot. It was oh. tried out one season, like what, back in the nineties or so. Yeah, because that's know. why I thought it's been around for a while. Because I know the XFL is pretty old. Um, I don't want to put my heart into this because the I got really into the AF. AAF Alliance of American Football and um, I got really excited for that and then they just took it away from me so hey, you know what compar- with this when one. you com- uh, they're making a lot of comparisons of the XFL to the AAF this time around and they're saying like there's there's a much stronger financial backing in the XFL compared to like what went wrong with the AAF like mm-hmm. it was one season and then for one thing it was like they they went into like small market towns whereas like the XFL is hitting towns that already have like an NFL team mm-hmm. damn that's cool. Well, maybe we could catch a game. Go as go as ho- the season just started, so it's going on for like you know a few months. Yeah, the uh, tapeworms are Wildcat fans. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Mark ten it week down. season, so yeah. it, it's 
supposed to wrap up right around the NFL draft. Cool. It'll be really cool if one day, like in 20 years, um, like the NFL's whack, but like the XFL's like it's the, the fucking Premier shit. League. Yeah. There's another merger. Yeah. Like, and everyone's like, oh, it's not a, a whack Super Bowl. It's <laughs> like the real football with the XFL. Well, the one thing about the XFL is like they got gambling embedded to the game. Like if you're watching the games, they have the over under for each team, and like they have the. I odds. saw the screen cap yeah. for that. They have like literally the over under on the screen. It's like, okay, <laughs> that's aggressive. That's funny. Yeah. But yeah. I saw like the kickoffs are different too. The kickoffs, yeah. It's, it's I guess it's their effort. Funny when we were talking last time I was here, we were talking about CTE. Their oh, kickoff, yeah. their kickoff method is to like those hard just rushing tackles after kickoffs. So when they do kickoffs, you're not allowed to move until the receiver has the ball, mm-hmm. and then both sides can move, like both sides of the line. Cool. And in the XFL, as soon as the ball is kicked, everyone's running. No, no, that's how it is in the XFL, uh, as opposed to the NFL, where it's like as soon as the ball yeah, gets yeah, kicked, yeah, yeah. like you got linemen rushing yeah, down that's the what field. I was say, like, yeah. That sounds smarter. Yeah. But less exciting. Yeah, but I mean, dude, that's what I was saying too. There, there's a lot harder hits in the XFL because they're not throwing flags mm-hmm. out like they are mm-hmm. for uh, like targeting in the NFL and college football. But, like they're really, so I guess it's kind of just like they're advertising that they're solving CTE of sorts, but they're also promoting these hard ass tackles. It's like imagine Bounty Gate was a whole and it was a whole football franchise. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. So now here we are a week later, and it's. Oscars now, one week after the Super Bowl. And now I know Caesar's a lover of cinema. Yep. We, we'll get into uh, that later on his profile. Of yeah, the... I'm saving money right now. Um, so I haven't had enough money for my uh, A-list. But um, I'm going to get that soon. One day when I'm oh, yeah, when yeah, I'm, yeah. You know, when I'm uh, nice AMC? and stable, the AMC I'm going to drop that $15 on my AMC A-list. And then if which no one, wants which to one was a me, better deal, the A-list or the Cinemark Pass? The Cinemark I, is stupid. It's $10, and you get one movie a month. Oh, okay. But then you also get... Uh, they get to di- roll dis- over. And discounts on snacks and stuff, 20% off. You get that off. with the A-list, too. And but you get three movies a week. Oh, I, a week? The the thing about it is though if like if you know you're not gonna go that often, get Cinemark because then you just get one free movie and you get discounts on your other tickets, and you're paying only ten dollars. Whereas if you're gonna go to like the A list and you you know you're not gonna go, like there's probably some people out there that are paying fifteen dollars every month and don't even go more than once. And so in those cases, you mm-hmm. might as well just get the Cinemark, you know, because I feel like with the price of tickets, so like you. Pretty much make your money back with one visit. Yeah, either one. I feel yeah. like. But but then the thing is, like, what if they're not playing the movie you want to see, right? Yeah. And then you have to go to another one, so then you're, like, doing multiple. Yeah, that's the beauty of getting the membership is that, like, even if someone else is, like, wanting to go watch movies at, like, Cinemark, but you have A-list, you're now more loyal because you're like, oh, I already paid $15 for this. I don't want to go pay for a movie somewhere else, you know? But then you want to see the, <laughs> but you still you still want to see the movie. I just know that's how it'll work for me. I'm like, gonna, I don't want to pay someone else. I'm already paying for this theater. So you're gonna I'll watch a even if movie. you were really into the movie, you'd say, oh, I'm not in the. A- it's not a list. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it's not. Does that happen? Do like certain theaters get the rights? Usually not, but some I've noticed uh, that not all. At least for me, I'm a big indie indie yeah. guy. A lot. Not all theaters have the movies. I want to put. I want to watch. I usually have to go to like the small, like uh, you know, tiny, tiny theater. That well, that's the thing too with AMC. Like they have these things called their artisan films now, which are like high profile indie films that they Mm. air. Artisan Hmm. films. Okay, well that's a list right there for a list. (laughs) 
You know what I like about Cinemark though is that um, with the what's that called again? There, theirs. It's oh, the, it's, it's a pass. Cinepass. Cinepass. <laughs> Some bullshit like that. Um, with that one, you get to go through an express line for concessions. And that's such a flex. Like, there's there's <laughs> yeah. always a huge line at the cinema, no, and then you just go to the front of the line. Well, we can't. We went at a bad day. It was what the uh, what did we see? for life? But it was 1917. But everyone was there to see uh, uh, Bad Boys. <laughs> bad Boys yeah, for we life. Yeah, went to the Crenshaw Mall to watch. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, 99 percent of there <laughs> received Bad Boys for life. And we're just there. But yeah. that's the thing too. Like the A list has their own premiere line too. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, well, we got to crunch the numbers, and then we'll post it on the Tapeworms page. What's better? The yeah. AMC, the, if the you're Cinnabon. listening, you should just sponsor the Tapeworms at this yeah. point. Yeah, we're going to get you a few listeners. <laughs> I mean, yeah. a, few, uh, a few passes. <laughs> Which is a good <laughs> reminder, a if you are into this podcast, donate to it on our Anchor page or buy a T-shirt on our Bandcamp page. Thanks for bringing that up, Caesar. I mean, <laughs> Freddie. Um, but okay. yeah, the Oscars we, we, we are going like, on, yeah. and a little a little goes a long way, and w- you can help us. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. We keep you current with all the latest indie news. Ramon, no, uh, no uncut gems on the uh, on uh, nominated. How do you feel? I know you're a big fan. I'm whatever's about it. <laughs> I'm a little upset, dude. Uncut really gems care. was pretty was pretty good. I like the suspense. Uh, it was solid. Yeah, it was a solid film. I thought uh-huh. it was Oscar worthy. I'm glad it didn't. I I'm honestly. You're gonna say Parasite. I hope Parasite wins. I know Caesar's a Parasite guy. I I like Parasite, and we both like as a group. We've both we've all seen 1917 and Parasite. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna make this analogy. Parasite was like that one g- girl in school that everyone thought was hot, and you would look at her the same way, and be like, yeah, she's hot, but she's not as hot as everyone. Else, uh, you wouldn't see her as hot as everyone else described her to be. That was Parasite for me. And what's 1917? The hot girl that's just... That only that's you like? Hot. Yeah, I guess so, bro. I guess that's how it is. But I listen, I, I like Parasite. And I think maybe it was just because it was just so hyped up for me that I went in with such a high expectation that it was a great movie nonetheless. But because it didn't meet that expectation, I was kind of left like... See, and that's oh, just from your you. expectations. I know we're rooting for films personally but say if 1917 the release dates of 1917 and parasite flipped and you had no expectation for parasite i feel like you would have had a a lot different uh uh review of it yeah well i think i i heard most of the most of like the fanfare for parasite from you guys so (laughs) so are we guilty are caesar and i guilty for spoiling it for you probably yeah not spoiling something pretty (laughs) When I went to go watch Parasite, I was told this is about to change your life, and it's going to be a great film. And I enjoyed that film, and it changed my life. I think you just didn't like it that much, yeah. and we had nothing to do with it. That's fair. It just so, didn't speak to you. So I just, what are you rooting for? 1917? Joker? Man. No. no. Uh, I think if 1917, if it was between Joker, 1917, and Parasite, for me, it'd be Parasite, Joker, 1917. Really? Ooh, that's that's a... Bold take. I I I'm don't know if I can get behind that. I <laughs> in the DMs. Okay, uh, here's here. Don't gonna, come outside. Yeah. The crackheads uh, are gonna fight me with their boxing gloves. <laughs> fucking boxing. I know. That's another. You guys can talk about that. Yeah, we yeah. we pulled up to the to the studio, <laughs> and there was uh, some crackheads having a boxing match. Um, yeah, but, oh, very one-sided boxing match. But we'll see. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> 
It's uh, <laughs> stay safe out there. <laughs> it's two on one, bro. That was sad. All right, so best <laughs> picture nominees. nominees: Ford versus Ferrari, The yeah. Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Jojo, did you guys see Jojo Rabbit? That's the only one I haven't seen out of every all the ones. Is so. Jojo Rabbit the one where like it's the thick cartoon girl with the orange hair? No, no, it's um the kid. He's like in the Hitler Youth then, and he, oh. he sees Hitler as like an imaginary friend. I was I was at the gym today in the morning, and I saw like I think the director of that movie uh, getting interviewed about it. Yeah, it's instant. He acted swing. in the movie too, right? Yeah, he was Hitler. Yeah, yeah. that was Titi. Yeah, and he's Jewish too, so they oh. use the point. He's like. He's like, yeah, he was talking to him about that, like how he's gonna affect his career. Yeah, because he was like, you didn't have to do it, but he was saying like, I've always thought well, about Hitler's role directing was great myself. Knowing he was game, his characters being played by a Jewish man. Oh, that's that's kind of true. I think that was the purpose of it. Yeah, that's that's kind of revisionist history. <laughs> um, all right, so I'd go Parasite one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood two. Ooh, I'd go, I'd go, Marriage. Marriage well, story I, have, I have to ask you, Protus, because you're a little more seasoned in cinema than I am. How often have foreign films won a uh, Best Picture in the Oscars? I don't think they have. Um, the thing with 1917, though, it is a very Oscar-y type film. Yeah. Like it's a war, historical war film, you know, about something historical. So, so it's it's very uh, aligned with Oscar. With what the Academy. With what they like. So. I could see 1917 winning for that reason alone. Um, I loved Little Women. I don't know what <laughs> what, you, what you guys have to say about that. You guys are sleeping on Marriage Story. Oh, Mar- are you, are like you a Marriage it. Story guy? Yeah. I love that movie. Do you like it? Yeah, Freddy? I liked it. I've Thanks. never seen it. Oh, why not? Because I watch. Because you don't have Netflix. Because I just yeah, watched bro, it reminded Cage me movies. of my parents' divorce. No. It's, <laughs> I I love everything about Marriage Story. Um, if that wins something, I mean, it won't win Best Picture, but if, if it wins, like, screenplay or something, I'd be happy. I mean, it's definitely going to win Laura Dern Best Supporting Actress for her, her role as, like, the lawyer yeah. of Scarlett Johansson's lawyer. Um, and then what what time is it today, uh, the, the Oscars? It starts at 5. So it's the is Oscars. Is the pre or, like, the actual? I think it actually starts at 5. Are so. we going to watch it? I know I want to watch it. I know Suze wants to watch it. I know we should watch it together. I'm, gonna t- I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go to bed tonight. I'm going to go to bed at 5. I'm going to sleep on okay, the Oscars. Okay, well, Oscars you, you so can go know, to bed. You can go to bed, and I'm going to I'm gonna watch Parasite win. I'm going to go live on Facebook and then give my <laughs> nominations and my <laughs> awards. That'd be cool, in, actually. In, in hopes that I get more of an audience than the Oscars. We should do a, a Tapeworms live uh, uh, Oscar. <laughs> the Tapeworms tape, tape Awards? Yeah. <laughs> the tape, you the win best, video, best video yeah. tapes. Uh, you win a Wormy? Yeah. yeah. The Wormy. <laughs> the Wormy Awards. Um, all right. I, th- I think that's good for Oscar Minute. Um, what else is new? I mean, we, ha- we do have... Friday with us. He's our resident psychologist, yeah. recurring guest. So legally mandated the uh, psychologist in training. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what's going on the in the psychology world? Uh, so I was reading an article today. Um, everyone's heard of a midlife crisis, but um, <laughs> there's actually a new study going into. I think it may be just reading it off. Reading it, it seemed like it may be like a millennial and Gen Z thing that's just coming up now. But it's a, such a thing as a quarter life crisis where you're in your, you know, 
mid 20s or so hitting 25 and it's just kind of like a midlife crisis where you have this existential crisis to yourself like what if i don't in my life and the whole reason behind it is because they started noticing in these population studies there's around 25 there's been an uptick in like the amount of people reporting depression and anxiety and most of it revolves around like world issues like i'm doing nothing with my life or like i'm just i'm being a uh, neat not employed not educated not uh mm-hmm. not training but it's just interesting. Or, or maybe that they are in a job and they don't find it fulfilling. Yeah. yeah. I think it just comes down to like, it's just like any other crisis, uh, life crisis. Just you're not finding fulfillment in the stage of life you're in. Wow. So what, what do you, th- how do you think that, uh, why do you think that is? What do you, what are the. Yeah. Did they just present findings in the article or did they provide any analysis? They provided some analysis. Their one analysis is, um, I think you look at the millennials when they're first coming out of college, entering the job market, and just how a lot of people just aren't really launched till maybe like 30s, even past 30s now. And it's just, it seems like you're 20, like 25 is a new 40 where you just feel like I've, if you haven't done it by now, you probably won't do it ever again. Yeah. I, I mm. think something that happens too in, in our generation is that, I mean, I can't speak for any other generation, generation other than myself, but something yeah. I see in myself in that. Um, you know, growing up, you're you're given expectations for life of what can be, and then if it falls even just one inch short, then then you are no longer satisfied. You know. Yeah. And I think that happens with a lot of people where. You you know you're you're told you're very special you're you're gonna make it you're gonna do it and then they do end up having a really good career but, they didn't make millions and they weren't as appreciated as they thought they'd be and then they're just, no longer as happy. Yeah. yeah. Let's take a short break and also welcome George in the studio, Mortaya, bassist. Hi, what's up? I'm late. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Caesar, that's true. I, I feel like there's uh, something about that, but we'll, we'll talk at, at the we'll end. We'll run it back. We'll run it, run back. it back. All right, and, and we're back. <laughs> so, so something we were talking about before the break was Caesar's sort of point about expectation versus reality in life and, and you grow up having this expectation of, you know, success or something and and maybe you do fall a couple inches short and uh, it could be maybe disheartening for some. And you could see that also in Freddie's viewing of Parasite of, <laughs> of, of not uh, reaching his reality. So I think that's something we could maybe talk about of... of do you think it's a Gen Z or our generation sort of we see these expectations, you know, everywhere of online, we see them in social media of, of how you were supposed to be a, a good human being. Uh, uh, and then in reality, we see fights on the street. <laughs> we, <crack>. see, <laughs> we see. Well, I don't know about good, but successful. Yeah. Yeah. That's where like social media comes in. Um, they see all of their homies, you know, fucking flaunting their BMWs and shit. And they're like, oh, fuck. That I'm not me. there. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I feel like it's the fact that, I don't know, maybe Gen Zers were more babied or some shit. <laughs> so they didn't get to reach a conclusion of what the world is. You know? Were you babied? They didn't, they didn't get to come to that conclusion. Do you think you were babied? Hell no. <laughs> yeah, were you told you were special? <laughs> nah, hell no. Well, I mean, I don't know. 
I mean, like Caesar was the lines, baby. He's yeah, I'm Caesar. the baby. Caesar is the baby. Um, I was going to say, too, like, I think we're in one of the first generations where, like, I'm not saying hard work and success has always been the way to the top, because obviously if you were born into wealth or you were born into, like, the monarchy, you know, you had the fast track to success. But in, in our world today, we're, we're still told, you know, hard work and you get to the top. But then with, with the technology boom, you have people that are, like, 17 years old and they got famous on TikTok and they're millionaires, you know? Yeah. And so the, the time frame for success, maybe before was like, you know, you get a good job, you save some money, you buy a house, you, you know, you just invest a little bit. And then, you know, when you're 40, 50, it's reasonable that by then, you know, you're pretty established, even if you're at the, one of the smartest people, you know? But yeah. now it's like you get to the top in an instant and everyone's like, damn, I'm, I'm still at the bottom. I'm lagging. And you're, maybe you're not even in the bottom. You're just not, there's just such a high top now that being in between is not even like, it's it's all in the perception of things. Yeah, too. it's like it's all skewed because yeah. you had all these fucking seventeen year olds or whatever like mm, fucking accelerated to the top, you know? Yeah, I mean before social media, there was some like there used to be child actors, child performers, yeah. but I was only like on TV yeah. and all that, and with this direct to consumer sort of model that's different with social media, it's it's really talent can be things and it's really skewed but i'm glad we have freddie here because i feel like it's a it's an important talk topic to talk about with young people is it's coming for all of us yeah psychology <laughs> is a huge factor in in who we are and yeah i think the problem also lies in the fact that a lot of people aren't really centered in their roots you know because i got i got to visit Nicaragua like every fucking year when yeah. I was young. I would go every year for like months and I get to see, you know, life in a third world country, you know, and live it for a few months. Um, and that kind of like, you know, brought me down to earth and be like, okay, like I don't have it bad. Just chill out, do your thing. If you don't make it, don't worry about it. There's still money, you know? Yeah. As long as you're alive and eating, you're chilling. Yeah, definitely. No reason to stress. But what we don't see, we're talking about this and all this nice stuff. But even all those rich people, they have problems. Or maybe you're just posturing on social media. You say you you have the BMW, but you you might barely be scraping by to pay for it, right? Yeah. You gotta remember, man. Like those pictures on Insta on Instagram or any social media are just a frame of what of their actual perspective. You're not seeing the whole picture. You're just mm -hmm. seeing what the focused in on. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, it's true. A very deliberate image. You gotta see the world with the wide eye, with the wide eyed lens. Yeah, it's kind of <coughs> easy to forget about the good things you have too, because you're yeah. just seeing everyone else's at their best. Mm -hmm. No one wants to put on social media that oh, I don't have shit, I'm starving, man. You're not gonna see life in a third world <laughs> country through the yeah. social media, right? Yeah. Good point. That's yeah. what fences are for. Oh Posting your worst life. Yeah, the, I'm depressed and all that stuff yeah. online. Yeah. But now it's fucking hilarious to do shit like that, dude. Like oh, all these me, uh, like all these self-depreciating memes, like they're fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, maybe really to are. you, maybe to you. Yeah, <laughs> they are funny. Yeah, I don't. Too no. real. For I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm not a fan of of Instagram memes. I don't, I don't go on internet to look at memes. I, I don't know. 
Maybe I'm I'm special in that way, but boomer. Uh, I mean, I look at some, but I I don't follow. I, I don't really follow. I follow the band memes six 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 page, but I I don't follow a lot of meme pages. I yeah. What do you use it for then? That's the thing. I friends following up with friends, DMing uh, people like with business inquiries i mean tape room stuff yeah i don't know i see uh i see instagram and social media it's it's really uh superficial and this is what i like about podcasts is that we actually get to sit down and have a long-form conversation where we can actually talk about things where i don't think this what we're talking right now could be done on through the platforms of social media like Instagram or something like that. So I feel like you could. You maybe can. maybe you can, but not in this sort of setting of long form conversation. Huh. Maybe you, you want to have a point on that. Um, you could post. I don't know. You could shit post. <laughs> you could. Shit posts important psychology memes yeah, to make your dude. day. Shit post psychology <laughs> tips. <laughs> yeah, like I know one thing I'll do is like I'll 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 post like some shitty Photoshop just to meme on just to meme and like show people online like life ain't serious. Relax, you know. Yeah, I can vibe with that. Memes are a new form. Meme therapy. Yeah, meme therapy, um, man. That's gonna, you know what, guys? That's gonna be my senior thesis in my master's. I'm gonna cr- <laughs> my thesis is gonna be on meme therapy. That'd be lit, actually. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, honestly. Is that a thing? Well, there's such a thing as cinema therapy where you use a lot of movies because you got to think of like I've told Protus this like movies are an expression of life. Yeah. So say like you have a client who can't speak about the issues they feel inside, they can be like, "Have you ever seen this movie?" and you watch the movie with the client and then the client's able to process what they're feeling. Oh. It's like another medium. So like mm-hmm. you know what? Like I I, I thought it was going to be more of like they'll be able to relate more. Well, in a sense, so like, yeah. Okay. And, and that way they they could see like, "Oh, this dude wrote he he made a he wrote a screenplay." And I, that screenplay kind of re- related to me. So in yeah. a way, I could relate to that guy who wrote it. Well, there's so things like... like we're, we're thinking on the same page type thing. Yeah. So and he's not alone. It, it's another form of observation. It's almost like there's thing called sandplay therapy where you just watch a kid play in a sandbox. And like in some way, I feel like when you have like all this angst within you, like you know, that's what fucking memes are for. Like you laugh at this and it's kind of... It's just... It's not far-fetched to say like, you know, what if memes are another way of getting clients to process like these difficult feelings they have so yeah you know in a few years from now and meme therapy is patent patented by me, yours truly and i'm racking in the <laughs> cbt you heard it here first man meme therapy that's a new that's a new thing and I, I i that's a great i man i'm so glad you brought that up um i gotta, I gotta name the thesis it'd be like that sometimes a study in meme therapy <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of social media, though, one uh, social media platform that doesn't maybe gets a, a different sort of perspective is LinkedIn. And uh, speaking of LinkedIn, Cesar, our boy, our drummer, he was uh, featured on a LinkedIn article this week, and I have the transcript right here, oh, and we're gonna premiere it here. Oh, so, shit, big dick. I'll leave out the specific or the you know stuff that tells you yeah the incriminating things. But <laughs> employee spotlight: Cesar Juarez, laboratory and facilities technician. Meet Caesar Juarez, 
a lover of biology, cinema, chicken nuggets, and canine friends alike, Cesar's friendly presence and attention to detail have made him a key player in keeping our lab and facilities running smoothly. Question. How did you find about, out about our company? I went to a few events organized by the Southern California Biomedical Council, and my company came up a couple times. I remember thinking that the work being done here sounds very interesting, so I applied and later became a powerful person. I had no idea. I had no idea what that meant. It's all the power. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, it's capitalized, so it's like, where, is is there anything that? What does that mean? <laughs> Talking to Mike. Who's got them? There's literally no reason for that. I just, I ship post even in work. <laughs> Okay, so there's nothing to do with the PPP. All right, so what's special about your team? I'm part of the G&A team. That's general and administrative. But in my day-to-day -day activities, my team is just the lab manager and I. I think that makes our team special because we are a small team that performs a big job. Wow, big job. Maintaining the operational continuity of the laboratory is a difficult task, but we learn from and solve new problems every week. Now, that's exciting. Honestly, that's... You don't... You don't have to hear that a lot. Um, my company's core value of learning means that I should constantly seek out opportunities to learn in my life and in the workplace. Do you find that true, or were you just were you just memeing? No, yeah. I mean, they give <laughs> funds for professional development, and I, I use those funds. Yeah, Portuguese lessons. Uh, what do you like to do outside of work? I like to eat chicken nuggets and watch movies with my dog, Lady Bird II. Now that's true. I I think that's the truest line of, of the whole the whole the whole article. And then, what's your favorite quote? You could say it right now. Uh, chance favors the prepared mind. Louis Pasteur. What? Yeah. Why is that your favorite quote? Because I I believe in luck, but I also always think that luck comes our way and we let it just pass. Fortune favors the bold. Yeah, fortune. Well, in this case, fortune favors. The prepared mind. <laughs> well, chance favors the prepared yeah, mind. Chance. Well, you said luck comes our way and we let it pass. But wouldn't it be that maybe they just don't recognize that the luck is there? Exactly. Exactly, Ramon. And that's where the prepared mind comes into play. <laughs> like, nice. what if, you know, next week someone walks into the <laughs> studio and says, hello, does anyone here in the Wormhole Studios know how to use this specific software for, like, digital streaming? Because we need someone to go on tour with us ASAP that knows how to do this. And in that scenario, chance came, but our mind was not prepared because we didn't know how to use that software. So I just think it's cool when when we, you know, just in our spare time try to learn things and stuff so that when opportunity does come our way, we're ready to take it. Nice. Right on. I just wanted to say that article because, I mean, it's a, it's a cool shout-out, and I just wanted to recognize you for all the great work that you do, not only for your company, but for... The band and for uh, for all our endeavors. Keep up the so chicken thank you. industry. Uh, <laughs> other other news in Cesar Juarez's life. You pierced your ear last night. No, nah, I did it. I was joking. What what is up with this? This no, fake. Uh, my my girlfriend had some uh, clip on earrings, and I wore them at a party we were at yesterday. And everyone's like, "Holy crap! When did this happen?" Um, you and really, I, you it. really had me. Did you pierce the correct ear? <laughs> or <Yes>. just purposely? <laughs> yes. Um, I man, I thought you, you had me fooled. 
No, but yeah, I thought I looked pretty good in the earrings, so I wore it the whole party. And I even sang karaoke. I sang uh, Hero by Enrique Iglesias. Nice. Yeah, big, big, uh, was it a crowd pleaser? Yeah, uh, there was, it was my girlfriend and all her friends. And some of them are my friends, too. Um, they've, they've been planning hot pot. Yeah, because some of them I just don't talk to. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, they're acquaintances. They're not people that I reach yeah. out to and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, they've been planning on doing hot pot. And if you haven't gone to hot pot... It's, well, this is this is up for debate, but I've never been to Hot Pot. Um, it's it's I think it's from Taiwan, but someone at the party told me that it's actually from China, and then I didn't know that it was a whole thing where like China thinks Taiwan is China and Taiwan thinks Taiwan is Taiwan. Yeah, it's, um, you didn't know about but that. With, yeah. I, I don't know about that, but um, Hot Pot is just basically you just get a bowl of hot ass soup, and then you get a bunch of sides, and then you can toss vegetables, and then you can toss some meat in it, and then you're just eating at the table, kind of Korean barbecue if the barbecue was up. Bowl, like a bowl of soup, a boiling pot. Yeah, a boiling pot. So it's kind of interesting. I think it's a lot healthier than Korean barbecue. It's like stone soup. Then everyone just kind of adds something to yeah. it. Yeah, and then you're just eating a lot of vegetables because the vegetables taste delicious when they're boiled in like a delicious soup. Nice, nice. So better than KBBQ or nah? Just Korean do- barbecue is way tastier. <laughs> but boil it, like boil it like hot pot. It's it's still really good though. But Korean barbecue is definitely the one. Yeah, at least you don't smell like barbecue after. Yeah, you just smell like soup. You just smell like soup, man. You smell like fucking garlic and bok choy. You smell like shame and soju. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We already talked about that last... We, we don't need to talk about our last KBQ endeavor. Um, speaking of food, though, Freddie, you went to our uh, our old stomping ground, Doolons, a.k.a. Oh, Do-Rags. Do-Rags, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, let me uh, preface this by wishing you all a happy uh, Black History Month. Doolons is one of the best soul food joints in the middle of Inglewood. And honestly, man, I have a funny enough story. So as Protus mentioned, this is our old stomping grounds. And um, they got smothered chicken. They smothered got chicken, they got mashed potatoes. They got it all. They, got, they And huge portions, too. Yeah. Very so, f- generous portions. But, yeah. you know, the real story was what was going on outside. It was a long line to get in, as usual. So some cats in line pull out some dice. And they say, who's trying to shoot some dice? <laughs> and... You, Not you trying to stereotype here, but uh, yeah, man, I shot some dice. You, know, <laughs> you, I, I, you, you went in there, you actually helped. I, wanna, I, was I don't even fi- know how to play dice. How do you, you play? Never played, bro, okay, well, my high school, cats were always shooting dice in the bathroom, so that's how. That's kind of how I got I got into it. But I was like, fuck it, like, they just, they see me as a You can Mexican win and kid. lose, like, by the minute, right? Like, it's, You can it's win a quick and game. lose by one, by one bad by roll one, of yeah. dice, bro. You can get hot hands, and then you get you out. But what is it? How do you win? Depends. If you want, it depends what kind of bet you call. If you just do a straight bet, like if you roll seven or an eleven, you win, and you got to put more money down because you keep going. Or if you can say, "I'm gonna call a point," so you roll the dice, and then you, if say you roll four, that's your point. And then the bets are either you're gonna <coughs> hit the point or not point. And say like, say it's not Protoss's turn, and like your guys' turn, just watching me. You guys can do side bets. Like, is he gonna hit it? Is he not gonna hit it? Okay. So, anyways, man, I was up five dollars because like I, I got a hot streak. And then I got fucking greedy, and some old lady just took cash my <laughs> ass out. Oh. <laughs> she cashed my ass out. She got the fucking hot hands, and she, fuck, she, she shot rolled. me. She, she hit me with some sevens back to back, and I kept betting Damn. against her. And I was like, "Fuck, man!" She cleared Damn. me out. So can you play like by the dollar? What, what's yeah, like you the throw dollar bills? Dollar down, bills. And, all yeah. right, yeah, I could, I could see That's that. Fun. That's cool. Yeah, if you're going by the hundreds, I'll, I'll play all one right, game and I'm bro, out. <laughs> 
So after the dice, you made were you broke even or you how was I lost ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I lost the ten dollars. I lost the five I won and then the ten I started with. Yeah. Well it happens. How was the food though? What'd you get? I got the smothered chicken, man, the mac and cheese, and the mashed potatoes, man. I got the lunch specials. If you if you get the dinner special, it comes with three sides, but I was just like, it's a little a lot of food, man. Yeah. But, dude, something about do-rags, mac and cheese. Yeah, it's it hits different. <laughs> sure. Dude, soul food mac and cheese is different than any other mac and cheese you'll ever fucking have in your life. Yeah. No, it's... And they they make that... They make it in the back. It's like... If you guys, oh, it's you, fresh. Oh yeah, it's so fresh. Bro, it's, it's like, like it's like piping hot, and like they make it in small batches. You guys like soul food? Are you guys fans? Oh yeah, I love soul food. Yeah, it's man. For I'm Black History Month, we challenge you to go support your local soul food restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tapeworms challenge. Yeah. Tapeworms challenge. So, this is Black History Month. It's also Valentine's Day coming up. Yep. In a, a week, and a few of us have girlfriends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Subtle shade. Uh, yeah. No, I'm just saying the truth. No shade. No shade Some of us are attractive. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us are loved. Yeah. Um, George, what, we haven't talked in a little. What are you? What, what are you up to? Any doing anything nice for for V Day? Well, I'm not gonna say it here. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Well. We could talk later. You but save all your power for that yeah. one night. For that one night, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just once a year. You know. <laughs> well, that's exciting. I, I'm. Uh, we could. Uh, <laughs> we'll just say you ha- have something in the works, and uh, it might. <laughs> <laughs> it might. It might be. Uh, yeah. Very powerful. Uh, Children listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, but Saystar is going to be out of town. Yeah, I'm right? be in Denver. My girlfriend's going to a physical therapy conference, um, but since it's it happens to be on the same week of Valentine's Day, I just bought a ticket to Denver as well. And so while she's at the conference, I'm just going to be like messing around in Denver, Colorado. In downtown Denver. Nice. Um, yeah, and so I heard it's going to be snowing. It's going to be like between zero to 20 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. Um, and so I'm just going to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to hit up the Coors Light Factory. Oh, yeah. Um, I might That's in Boulder? Isn't that uh, Boulder? Never mind. I'm not going to hit Isn't it up. Isn't that then. in Boulder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, one of my homies at work was saying, yeah, it's th- th- they got a mini little brewery, at least, like a Coors Light oh, one. Oh, that's sick. So I'm going to try to check that out. Um, I'm just going to hit the hit the town, maybe try to catch like a little indie rock show while I'm there, mm-hmm. see if I can meet any of the bands. Um, ask them to fly yeah. out to L.A., do do an episode, or yeah. just hang out bring with some us. stickers. Bring some tapeworm stickers. Yeah, bring stickers some tapeworm stickers. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. basically just going to hit the town on, on my own the majority of the time because they're going to be at that conference thing. All day and we're going to kick it at night, maybe. But for the most part, I'm just going to be hitting the town. That's fun. That's exciting. Right on. Yeah. yeah. So if anyone uh, my, knows anything to do in Denver, My cousin up. goes to... One of my cousins graduated from Boulder a couple of years ago. And then my one of my cousins now goes to UC Boulder. So maybe I could link you guys up. Um, I'm, I might try to do some touristy stuff because um, I'm, I'm a tourist now. Yeah. So I might I might even like drop some money and get get like a tour of Denver and I don't know oh like man, don't be a tourist be a traveler. Oh, that sounds yeah. whack. Yeah. What can you do as a traveler? You smoke some weed. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing <laughs> in Denver. Yeah. That that Denver get mile high. Weed, it's different. Yeah. No, it is mile high. It's 
It's true. It's that it hits different because you're higher elevation. You're already high. <laughs> you're already yeah. high. It takes you higher. <laughs> yeah. Now I might, I might watch a movie too. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'll, I'll let you guys know when I'm back. Uh, I'll update you on. Yeah, I, I can't wait to hear it. It's gonna be a fun episode because, I mean, first thing I'm gonna do when yeah. I get back. If you know me, you know I've always wanted to try a beef Wellington. I have located. <laughs> no, none of you know that. Um, there's a restaurant in LA that we found that has beef Wellingtons, and so we're getting reservations. So the Sunday when I come back home, got reservations. Oh, no. Nice. Go get my beef Wellington. How about that? What's it called? Give it a little, little plug. I forgot already, but it's oh. in San Pedro. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's kind of the outside. Yeah, you got to drive out there for that Wellington. Yeah. Cool. Well, is anyone else going to have to say it for me, or do I have to, like, flex? Of my my plans. Oh yeah. So Protus, <laughs> our traveling videographer, cinematographer, engineer, has been contracted and he's getting shipped out to Hawaii <laughs> to film for some travel channel. Uh, and it, he. Oh uh, uh, yeah, talk about it. I it's have no it's idea what you're that's doing. not that far from the truth, but it's actually cool. It's actually more for radio and podcasting um, that I'm going to be going there for. It's. Uh, yeah, the company I work for is big into uh, travel, obviously, and they want me out there in Hawaii, out in uh, Kapalua. If you must. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. I said, okay. You I had mean, to cancel you, some plans. Yeah, yeah, clear out I your know schedule. that's the thing, though, is I am going to be there until Valentine's, like the night of Valentine's Day. I'm taking the red eye with my boss back from, and his wife, back from L.A., or back from Hawaii to LA, so won't won't be getting the Valentine's Day festivities you with Sue's that we had dreamt of, but I think I'll bring her back something from from the island. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. just send her pictures of you at the island and say yeah. hello, <laughs> happy Valentine's yeah. Day. <laughs> Good weather though. I, I was looking at the weather; should be you know low seventies. Definitely no not snow. Express this time of year. What? No What's pineapple that? express. What does that mean? Oh, it's like this. It's like these ra- weird rainstorms they get. In, uh, oh, maybe they could be raining. In Hawaii. Pop- I, you know, it's island weather, so it's always could be. Raining. I was thinking drugs. Yeah, I was thinking that movie and the. <laughs> the uh, what's it's get your heads out of the gutter. Um, any any plans for Valentine's Day, everyone? Just gonna hang out. Yeah, I'm excited to tell you guys about the Hawaii trip though, because I don't know. So any, any plans, Freddie? Yeah. I know you and Ramon man. got your honeys on the side. We're not, <laughs> we're not stupid. They ain't, wor- they, ain't, they ain't worth the money, bro. Oh. <laughs> They're not at that level yet. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, I didn't mean it. <laughs> I know a lot of people go to Vegas, though. Like, that's a thing. You go to Vegas for Valentine's what, if you're single. Do blow. I mean, some strippers, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah. For all the single people, go to Vegas if you do a bunch of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> You'll come back. <laughs> Yeah. Looking to st- settle down and yeah. looking for stability because <laughs> yeah. you just spent a thousand dollars on cocaine in Vegas. Long binge. <laughs> yeah, so this this episode next Monday will be filled with juicy news about Valentine's Day, about travel experiences, about maybe even uh maybe even Oscar stuff, maybe even pregnancies. Because of Valentine's Day, you never know. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. No more damn Scorpios, yeah. bro. No yeah. more Scorpios. Um, but yeah, I think we had a good episode. I know we went through Psych Check. That's the special segment sponsored with Freddie. It's the Psych Check 
minute with with Freddie. He came up with a cool article about quarter life crises, which I think is an important thing. And we're always thankful to have you on, Freddie. And then George joined us a little later. And we're really happy. He brought a film camera. We're going to take some cute pictures. Is that that's right, George, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Ramon is playing with a knife. He's doing some whittling. (laughs) And Cesar (laughs) is the supplier of all the good Girl Scout cookies. Thanks again for supporting the Girl Scouts. Make sure to support your local Girl Scout troop. Yeah, so Shoot. let's end it with a song. Who's who's who has this song? This Okay, so <clears throat> the song we are playing today to end the show is Play For Today by The Cure.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tape Rooms Podcast. And remember, keep it wormy.